Hi, y'all. So you notice we lit the first Advent candle. This time last year, it was a lonely proposition. You know, we had just the bare minimum here in the room to bring the service to you. So this is a real joy to be able to begin Advent with you in the room, all of us together. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad for those of you that are joining us online. Thank you for being here with us. So today is about hope and faith. And um, I, I am so glad that you talked about radical optimism because that's rolled into that whole definition. And, you know, there was somebody back in the past, somebody could probably tell me, um, that said that religion was the opiate of the masses. I always thought that that was an awfully cynical way to look at it. Because for better or worse, um, what our religious faiths and denominations have brought us is some kind of a foundation from which we can build. And so uh, that's what we're looking at today, is where, where do we start with this? We start with the idea that hope carries us through, and faith is the engine behind it. You see? And you can choose not to have those qualities active in you. You can choose not to have hope and faith. I would just say, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Because having hope and having faith begins to uh, rewire our brains. It has us looking for the things that fulfill those ideas. If we're not holding hope and faith, about our lives and about the world, then um, we're going to look for all the bad stuff. And that will engulf us. It will swamp our boats. And so if we have the opportunity, if we have the option of hope and faith, why not choose it? Why not? Would you rather be, um, would you rather be grumpy? I mean, you can, and we do. Would you rather be thought to be a grumpy, cynical, skeptical person all the time? Or would you rather be annoyingly hopeful? <laughs> I kind of go into both ends of the spectrum there, as you can see. Because this doesn't uh, mean that we ignore the facts around us. It doesn't mean that we ignore the conditions of the world. It doesn't mean that we abandon our wisdom. Because without having some wisdom, without having a balanced view, then we can appear to be fools. I don't think anybody wants to do that. So we're not talking about blind faith that doesn't examine what it's faithful about. It's not that. We're talking about a wise faith. We're talking about a hope that springs from something in us that's greater than the current circumstances that we're witnessing. And so we can look through all the scriptures, and there will be messages of hope, messages of faith, varying degrees of blind faith 
to wise faith. Varying degrees of people holding out for the good to occur until it finally does. Now, our good occurring may not have anything to do with what we thought it was going to be, right? When we pray this or something better, be ready for something better. Be ready for something that will enrich your life in one way or another. And remember that uh, uh, the one parable that always comes to mind uh, from Jesus was talking about the faith of a mustard seed, because if you've ever seen one, it's tiny, tiny, tiny. My mother used to have a pendant that I think came from my granny, and I don't know where she got it, but it was a tiny little, I don't know, a little, uh, a little plastic thing with a metal rim, and it, it magnified the little mustard seed that was on the inside so you could see it. And then when I saw a real live mustard seed and could hold it in my hand, it's really tiny. So Jesus, in essence, was saying, a little goes a long way. You just have to have that much. Just that much. So we can look at the condition of the world right now. We can look at the fact that there's a brand new variant of COVID out there right now that everybody's keeping, keeping an eye on. And so if I look at the, the span of human history and what we're creating for ourselves over the last few decades and where we're going, can I without a doubt say, gee, the world is going to be okay? In a temporary sense, I can't say that. But what I can say is we're going to be okay. I can say that. Because we have those elements of hope and faith, they already live in us. You know? I mean, we started out with that as little children, didn't we? That sense of anticipation, that sense of our wishes coming true, where did where we get that? I don't think that that's necessarily a learned behavior. I think that already exists. I have no scientific basis for that, but just roll with me here on this. I think we, we arrive here having that which is optimistic and hopeful already in us. It's through our growth and through our lives that we begin to tamp it down. I remember in my 20s when I knew everything. <laughs> just ask my mom. She would tell you how much I knew everything. And I was cynical. Because I knew so much that I was pretty sure how things were going to turn out, one way or another. But then uh, life kind of crashed into me a few times, and continues to crash every now and then. It's just, just the nature of being alive. Life is going to crash into you. And we have a choice then. That's where our maturity comes in. We have a choice to say, okay, I'm going to let this tear me down permanently, or I'm going to reach down really deep and find that which sustains me. That's what we do. That's where we continue to live out what is already created in us, what our divine design already is. 
And we may go through a long period of time that feels like we're not going to be able to crawl out of the, the, the ravine, the crevasse that we've fallen into. But we do. And we're wiser and we're deeper. And we're somehow, paradoxically, more innocent, aren't we? That, I talked about that last week, remember? Being childlike, teachable, grateful. So uh, life will beat us down and lift us back up because we choose for it to be so. And we have the tools to do it. I want to share with you what the editor of the Daily Word wrote about this Sunday. Her name is uh, Teresa Burton. She said, for so many of us, last Christmas was much different than those of years past. Traditions were put on hold. Most of us were grounded, unable to travel, missing the activities and festivities of a season usually full of bustle and crowds. Last year, we visited over the phone and saw one another on screens. It was only natural to feel disappointed as travel plans were scrapped and we were unable to welcome one another into our homes. We accepted the changes and felt nostalgic for the visits of years past, hoping 2021 would bring a return to the traditions we treasured and the friends and family we missed. The hope that carried us through last Christmas may have been just a flicker in consciousness, a distant light on the horizon that this year would be better. But that hope inspired the faith that life is unfolding in an orderly way, that peace, love, and joy are more enduring than loneliness, disappointment, and sadness could ever be. Faith helped us adapt to a time we never imagined having to live through. It isn't easy, is it, to keep faith in the goodness of God when life is giving us a Let's see, to keep faith in the goodness of God when life is giving us what we expect, even when we get sidetracked or disappointment, it's possible to imagine coming out on the other side of a breakup, a job loss, or a minor illness or injury, or a major illness or injury. But leaning into faith is especially necessary when tough times just keep getting tougher and the end isn't in sight. This Christmas may not constitute a full return to life as it was, but it will likely start to come close. We have grown strong in the time between then and now. The hope that kept us going this time last year is now faith, a complete knowing that the very nature of life, of God, is wholeness and goodness. This Christmas season comes bearing an unlikely but hard-earned gift. The more hardships we endured, the longer we waited, the more creatively we coped, the more we grew in faith. Hope was a good place to start, but it could take us only so far. We had to flex the spiritual muscle. We had to flex the spiritual muscle of faith to see ourselves and one another through. And now we're much closer to the smiles, hugs, and laughter we have longed for. These are the fruits of our faith.
And the scripture she brought to this was 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Keep alert, stand firm in your faith, be courageous, be strong. So, there's, there's a season here in which we cannot help but reflect on what we had to get through to get to this day. The changes that we never dreamed we'd have to make, just as she said. The adjustments that we had to make. And because we've arrived at this point, because we've arrived at that, we can take that information and project it toward our future. If we could make it through that, then we shall make it through the next thing and the next thing and the next thing because hope and faith teach us. They get assimilated in us so that we can continue to move ahead. And so when we run into an obstacle, when we run into a disappointment, when life hits us like I talked about, we can just for a moment say, oh yeah, that's right, I made it through 2020. I think we can make it. I think I can weather this. I noticed, because it's hard not to, that Stanley's wearing his Hanukkah jacket <laughs> because Hanukkah starts tomorrow. And you are a vision, Stanley. You are a vision. And if you remember, there was a siege going on and the people were confined during the siege and they had enough oil for their lamps to last one day. And they prayed, and they hoped, and the oil lasted eight days. So I, I find it beautiful that this first Sunday in Advent and Hanukkah are walking side by side with each other, because we have much to learn from many traditions. And... I would ask you to just consider the thing in your life that feels hopeless right now. The thing in your life that feels like you don't know how you're going to get through it. And it doesn't have to be something big. It can be something that's a daily thing. I will be totally honest with you, totally transparent with you. This is me disclosing myself to you. I woke up this morning, and I laid there under my down comforter. It was so cozy <laughs> when I wasn't getting too hot, as women of a certain age are wont to do. And I thought, oh, man, first Sunday of Advent, December starts this week. I am so tired. And I've got the whole holiday season to go through. And then my little inner scold. <laughs> what did I call her this week? Aunt Minnie. If you have an Aunt Minnie, please forgive me already. 
and my, my inner Aunt Minnie, says, well, 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 aren't we whiny this morning? <laughs> you, do you have one of those voices? Tell me I'm not the only person that has an Aunt Minnie that uh, gets on me, that nags me. She's the same one that says, well, you haven't cleaned the house up quite enough today, have you? <laughs> you know, she, she, this is her body language. And she says things like, hmm, this day's over. How much did you accomplish? And, uh, and uh, yeah, that's Aunt Minnie. And, uh, and I have to have a, a stern conversation with Aunt Minnie every now and then and just say, shut up. <laughs> I'm content with where I am today. So Aunt Minnie said, well, aren't you whiny? And I said, yeah, so? That's a good mature response to Aunt Minnie, don't you think? So you can see the level of conversation that was going in in my inner dialogue today. And then I thought, no. How can I teach about hope and faith today? If I don't have hope and faith that I'm going to have everything that I need each day to do what needs to be done, to be who I'm supposed to be, who I'm meant to be, who I'm created to be, if I can't do that, why stand up in front of these people and pretend? And so I will tell you that walking through these doors, one step at a time, from, you know, breakfast to walking through the door, my energy level went up. You know why? Because you're here. Because you're here. You give me energy. You and what you bring to my life inspires me every time, every day. That's what happens. And what that is, is the, the spirit of you, God created, connects with the spirit in me, God created. And don't we just magnify each other? Don't we just? From the, from the daily word to the gathering prayer to the incredible music, Batman. I just saw your Batman mask. That's really good, Scott. Kind of scary from here, but it's really, really cool. Um, we add energy to each other. And aren't we grateful that we get to be together in person? Until we've mastered, until we have transcended these bodies in which we need to have the physical presence of each other, boy, coming together is great, isn't it? Just being in the presence of each other is wonderful. Now, I'm going to be talking about the Christmas story this month. You know that. But what I want to bring to the story today is that that birth that we celebrate, whether it happened or not, we're not going to go into all that today, whatever that event was, in its details or lack thereof, notice how the people came from different places to honor that event. From the shepherds to the mages. They came from far away to honor something incredible that was happening. And so I would say to you today, 
you've come from wherever you've come from today. And I don't just mean geographically. I mean wherever you've come from in your life, in your journey. You've come here to celebrate. You've come here to be with others. You've come here with hope and in faith that this community is what you need today. This community is what you want to contribute to today. Otherwise, why would you come through these doors? You know? So in this season, I think it's wise for us to walk into every situation with hope. What have you got to lose? If human beings disappoint you, what's new? If you disappoint other human beings, what's new? And we still walk into things with that sense of hope. It is not energy wasted. And we bring to it the faith that whatever we encounter teaches us, enriches us, takes us to another level in our spiritual growth. Watches that little mustard seed of faith begin to flower in us. It's not like you have to go out and get faith. It's already there. Rather than saying, well, I need to have more faith, you've got it already. It's bringing it to the surface. Letting the, the cream of faith rise to the top. That's what we're about this season. I want to share with you uh, some indicators of why we should have faith. These are real-world things, and I can give you the sources if you want them. I read this yesterday, and I thought, man, here is something that came across my news feed, and um, it's perfect for today. During the last year, poverty fell substantially in the United States. It's according to a study from Columbia University. Poverty fell substantially in the United States last year. That's good news. You understand that, right? Okay. Global poverty is down. That's according to the World Bank. The American Cancer Society said that cancer deaths are, have been falling substantially for years in the United States. That's good news. Cigarette smoking is on the way out in America. I, I was kind of hoping y'all would clap after these, but that's okay. <laughs> that's, that's all right. Yay. I should have cued you. I'm sorry about that. Child mortality has fallen by over half worldwide. Yeah. COVID vaccines emerged astonishingly fast. And it is a good indication not just for the COVID vaccine, but the fact that mRNA vaccines are showing their efficacy for all kinds of immunizations and immunities. 
Over half the world has gotten at least one COVID-19 shot already. Over half the world. And uh, I did see a report that we are getting more and more vaccines to underdeveloped countries from the U.S. so that people in, um, in the poorer countries, uh, in places where supplies are not as easily available, they're getting them. And last but not least, more and more chickens are living cage-free. So be a good cheer. <laughs> I know last week I talked with a little more gravity than I usually do. Today, I just want to talk to you in lightness. Because hope and faith are best done when they have fewer words. Hope and faith are things that you're either going to embrace them or you're not. They're already there. You decide. Look for the little things that give you hope because there's plenty of things to tell us otherwise. Look for those little things. Magnify them. Give thanks for them. For all the little things that, that bring you hope, even the chickens. And then let it be the thing that strengthens the faith that's already there. Would you agree to do that? Would you agree to do that? Would you go ahead and let yourself experience a childlike wonder this season? If you've, I mean, this, we've certainly had enough to make us feel jaded. Why not be as little children again in this holiday season? And find ways to bring joy. Do that. I have a funny story, probably not, a, not relevant to anything, but last night as I was getting ready for bed, Top Gun was on. That movie's 35 years old. 36 years old. And um, I had to watch it again because two years ago, I haven't watched it in a long time, two years ago, I met a wonderful guy on our cruise in Alaska named Pete Pettigrew. Pete Pettigrew had a, had a bit part, just a, just a glance really, in the movie. But he was the one upon which Tom Skerritt's character Viper was based. He was an awarded Navy pilot, got shot down in Vietnam, survived it. Pete had more stories than we could have heard during that cruise in Alaska. So I had to watch it again to honor Pete for his bravery, for his contribution to the American story, for his contribution to the, the safety and the skill of all of our military pilots in the Navy and Marines. And in that moment, I felt a wave of gratitude. I felt a connection to the goodness and the, the, the 
intrepid nature of the human soul. Because I, I, I met the man. I saw what he was like. I saw what he'd been through. And I saw his unbounded enthusiasm for life. So in that moment, watching a characterization of Pete, I remembered what's the best of us. I remembered that there's every reason for us to have hope in ourselves as a people, not only here in this country, but the whole human race. Oh, we do plenty of bad things. We do. We do. People do evil things. This is true. All the more reason why we should be people of faith, hope, generosity, of lifting up the human spirit. And what better season than now? Lifting up the human spirit, lifting up all of our brothers and sisters, finding ways that we can support uh, human beings wherever they are, whether it's a smile, a financial contribution, uh, the work of our hands, a little bit of encouragement, a little bit of acknowledgement of another person, another cause, another, uh, another nonprofit organization that's trying to do good for people, being the very best at what you do, that lifts all of us. So practice it wherever you can. That is the outer manifestation of your hope for humanity. It's the outer man manifestation of the faith that you have that as people, we're okay. We're okay. And we're going to be okay, no matter what. No matter what happens, we're going to be okay. Because we have everything in us to make it so. You know, bent but not broken, that thing. So move with life, my friends. If you take anything away from today, I've said it enough times, hope and faith should be abiding with you for the next few days. Take it with you wherever you go. Take it with you to bring this holiday season into a fuller joy than maybe we experienced last year. Be safe. Be kind. Be childlike and wise. Remember that that little bit of faith goes a long way. Remember that we've got plenty of oil for our lamps. And so it is. Would you pray with me? If you don't feel like closing your eyes for this prayer, I'm just going to move aside so that you can put your eyes on this flame if you care to. The flame that represents what we're honoring today. And let this little flame be the, the outer symbol for the fire that burns in you. Maybe just a tiny spark and maybe raging in its wildness and its beauty.
Beloved, when you came to this earth, you did not come here with the sins of your fathers. You did not come here needing redemption. You came here as a being of pure potential created and inspired by the divine. It takes a little while sometimes for us to let go of whatever was taught to us that we were not worthy because we certainly are. Magnificent creations, all of us. And we use that magnificence not to be superior, but to be humble, to be grateful, to be generous, to be loving, to be kind. to carry hope to the hopeless, to live a life of faith, not only for ourselves, but for those that are around us. And if you're struggling to know that today, take a moment to visit that interior palace, the great mansion of God in you. And just say the words, I'm ready. I'm ready to know. I'm ready to experience. I'm ready to live that deep faith. And behold, it shall be done unto you. And if living in this way breaks down some of the walls of your resistance, the walls of your cynicism, then all is well. For optimism, holy optimism, is a life-giving quality. Breathe now. Let go of your weariness or uncertainty. Let go of your apathy. Let go 
of any stress that tightens your body and limits your mind. For the spirit of truth is at work even now, moving among us, moving within us, magnified by the faith of our fellow companions. Just listen to these words and make them yours. My faith is alive and all is well. so much we do not yet see. But our hope and our faith reveal them to us in the perfect time. For we are in the hands of the divine. Every day, every moment, every breath. And all is well. well. All is well.